So welcome back to Torah Psych 101. I'd like to thank everybody who's been following and subscribing to my podcasts. It certainly serves as encouragement for me, and um, I want to be consistent, try to get the word out on the weekly Parsha. And the feedback I've received so far has been wonderful, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Parsha's Vayetze, in particular, is one of those Parshas that is so full of psychology that I had a hard time deciding what exactly I'm going to talk about. So who knows, maybe I'll do a few more. Uh, as a Balkore, I'm always interested in hearing others in Shul sounding off like the last words of an Aliyah. And one of the popular ones that I just heard yesterday morning was, Aser Asrehenu Lach, which means I will repeatedly tithe or give miser to you. And the words prior to the words Aser Asrenu Lach are v'chol asher titain li aser asrenu lach. And everything, whatever you give me, I'm going to tithe for you. So the question is, why does the Torah use the word whatever if it's talking about money? So Moshe Sturmbach answers that whatever is not limited to money, but it also includes our talents as well. I remember listening to a client bemoaning the fact that her granddaughter was such a great singer but her granddaughter would never give her the satisfaction of singing in front of her own grandmother. I thought about this pusik and felt terrible for this woman. Her granddaughter had a talent. She's required to share that talent. I couldn't tell this woman that because A, she wasn't Jewish, and B, it probably would have made matters worse. The point is that she was offended because her granddaughter wouldn't share her talents. There's the famous story about Rav Moshe Feinstein where a woman came to Rav Moshe and asked, she was asked, what exactly do you want from the Rav? And she said, I need him to translate a letter for my sister who lives in Russia. And the family members didn't want to bother Rav Moshe with such a, something so trivial. And they told the woman that he didn't have time for this. And she responded by saying, but he's been translating these letters for the past 20 years. One of Rav Moshe's many talents was that he was multilingual. He was using his talents to help a fellow Jew. That is call Asher Titanli. Whatever talents I have, it will make me feel great if I can use them to help others. In psychology, we differentiate between two terms called self-efficacy and self-esteem. Self-efficacy refers to how competent you feel about your talents, whereas self-esteem refers, refers to how good you feel about using your talents and seeing the good that comes from that use of your God-given talent. For example, Frank might be great at numbers and be a great accountant, but he might not like his job so much. His job doesn't give him much pleasure or satisfaction, so he would be considered someone who's high in self-efficacy, but low in self-esteem. Whereas, take a look at Joe, who's a great singer, and he feels great after every performance. So Joe has high self-efficacy and high self-esteem. So the question is, can a person increase their self-esteem? Certainly. But it takes a level of belief in yourself and your abilities. We can even go so far as to say that we can exceed our abilities if we have the proper mindset. And people have shown their ability to exceed their abilities, whether it's in intellect, in the arts, or even in our own physical prowess. And we don't have to go so far to find it. It's right here in our Parsha. In the story where Yaakov asked the shepherds why they weren't working, they say, Lo nuchal, we are not able. What were they not able to do? They said, we can't do this by ourselves. We need more people to come by to help lift this heavy stone that's covering the well. The fact is, they didn't even try, to which Yaakov goes over by himself and lifts it up. Yaakov exceeded what he thought 
he had in his own physical prowess and was able to lift that stone. So the question is, can we all do the same? So with a change of attitude, we can accomplish amazing things. As I like to do with my clients, as well as in these Dibre Torah, I like to look for turning points where people see opportunities to change. Where did Yaakov Avinu see his opportunity to change and perhaps develop the character and self-esteem that would propel him to become the father of Klal Yisrael? So listen to a fascinating reading of the words in our parsha from Rav Shimshin from Astroboli. I'd first seen this idea quoted by Rabbi Dr. Moshe, Mordechai Schiffman, who brings us down in this incredible idea of Rav Shimshin. In the very beginning of the parsha, we see Yaakov's having a strange dream about angels going up and down a ladder. Why were they going up and down? What were they looking for? So the Gemara in Chulin, Davtsadi Aleph on the Beis, tells us that the angels went up and saw the glorious throne of Hashem that contained four images. An Aryeh, which is a lion, a Karuv, a Nesher, which is an eagle, and finally, and most surprising to the angels, was the image of Yaakov Avinu. The angels went down the ladder to make sure that it really was Yaakov and Saul, that in fact it was his image. So, what happened? The angels, they wanted to harm Yaakov out of jealousy, so the Gemara states that Hashem himself came and protected Yaakov. So, Shimshin says that Yaakov Avinu knew that these three creatures, the lion, the Karuv, and the eagle, were on the throne, but he had no idea that his own face was there as well. But once he found out, he understood his true potential. Amazing. When he wakes up from his dream, he says the words, Achain, and Achain is usually translated as surely. Yesh Hashem v'makomazet. There is Hashem. Hashem is in this place. What is Achain? He says incredibly. Achain is Aleph Chaf Nun, which stands for Aryeh, the lion. The Chaf is the Charuv. And the Nesher is the eagle. Now here comes the clincher, according to Rav Shimshin. Ve'anochi lo yadati. After he says, surely Hashem is in this place, he says, ve'anochi, and I lo yadati. And anochi, myself, I did not know. Anochi is Aleph nun chaf yud. The yud is for Yaakov. So Yaakov is seemingly saying, I had no idea that my image was on Hashem's throne. Now that I know this, I realize my true potential. That was Yaakov's turning point. He now had self-efficacy. I believe that the Torah is teaching us the psychology of how we transcend our ability and our God-given talent. It takes realizing our potential, which sometimes requires someone else to point out that potential. So let's all use our talents, share our talents with others, and maximize our potential. Have an amazing Shabbos.